It's Rachel with Coffee Break. Time to talk about sports that make us all feel happy, all feel joy. Rachel B. Hill with Coffee Break. Oh, I'm back. I'm back, everybody. First of all, welcome into Coffee Break. Happy Wednesday, everybody. D-Mac, Will Peterson, Rachel Veal. I've heard that song so many times now, D-Mac. You won't even believe it. That I think we do need to add on to it a little bit. Like, we need oh, we to make do. every person give one little verse that's going to be on. So every person that hops on Coffee Break should give us one little teeny verse. So, Will... Anything you would like to add to the Coffee Break theme song? Give me till the end of the show. You can't put me on the spot just like that. Give me, give me well, a half hour. I'll do something well, before we're out of here. Clearly, we need something to rhyme with joy because I ran out of steam after joy. You know, and I just I went okay. back to Coffee Break. I, there should be a rhyme with joy. Maybe a, a boy, old boy, or a, I don't know. A Patrick Roy. Uh, Patrick Roy. Oh, it's a fun new toy. There you go. Toy, toy may like be it. our best one. Yep. Yeah, I like it's it. like I like it's it. like the uh, the Waltons and Walton Penner have a fun new toy. It's a four point <laughs> six five billion toy. Yeah, when you're worth eighty, I guess it is kind of a toy, right? I'm I'm still trying to figure out why they bought the team. Uh, I think running a football team is a little more exciting than running the bargain bin, isn't it? So it's an empty nester thing? It is a toy? I I think Greg Penner looks like he likes being the guy who's fist pounding when they come into the locker room and stuff. Like, I think there there's a there's an element of of joy. Well, oh. your, word, your word. We can't rhyme joy with joy. But there's an element of joy that he gets out of this as opposed to Sitting in a boardroom in Arkansas, lowering the price on a TV by 30 bucks. Yeah. Fair enough. Plus, there's that exclusive, exclusivity, excuse me, I can't say that today, apparently, um, of being one of 32 owners, I think. That kind of adds into it, too. Of by the way, we did, we did find out, Will, you have a very friendly rival now, friendly rival in Damani Leach, as he is sending his uh, teenager to Colorado Academy, not Kent. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. Cause you know, Joe Ellis's kids were Kent kids. So, I know. so looks like uh, he didn't really, you know, he's talking to us about how much he learned from Joe. Well, you didn't learn what the best private school in the state is to mm. All right. Well, on that note, we'll get into yesterday and the cuts that happened. Um, I, think obviously- it's my, I think it's my mission in life just to mention something about Kent's. To uh, scrappy Will Peterson every single time I have an interaction with him. Hey, and I, it can't was well tell, I, I can't tell if Will kind of likes it or actually hates it. I'm, I'm not even quite sure. What it is. Well, we were all in a, uh, a boardroom the other day for a meeting and I brought up Kent. I'm not going to tell people the context because it doesn't matter. But but DMAC had to point out that I brought up Kent. So uh, it was, you know. It was that one was on me. I brought it up out of left field. (laughs) All right. Anyways, anyways, Rachel, good morning. Good morning, everybody. I was going to say, I feel like Will is known for two things, right? Well, three things. I should be nice to him. Uh, One, for having good takes on a lot of stuff, too. Even if people don't agree, they're still good takes. Well, he's also known for attending a lot of freaking weddings. He has a lot of friends who get married (laughs) and he goes to weddings all the time. And it is, (laughs) I'm like, I haven't been to a wedding in a year. And we'll see over here going to like five of them. So he has a lot of friends who are getting married. Um, and then two, yeah, Kent. Uh, so 
Well, I feel like those are the three things that you're yeah. known for. So. It, you're not you're bad things, wrong about the weddings. The thing I will give myself credit for is I'm very good at like 48 hours, get in and get out. I don't, I don't oh, yeah. take the, you know, I don't turn it into a six day vacation every time I realize like, all right, this might just be a fly out Friday afternoon, fly back Sunday morning type deal. So I've, I've tried to try to stick to that, not taking a ton of off days for him. Well, we yeah. should say good for Will because he's obviously built up a, a nice group of friends. And when you're in your 20s, it's ridiculous. I mean, you can go broke going to weddings. It happens all the time. Then you get into your 30s and quite a few of those people get divorced. And when they get remarried in their 40s, nobody gets invited to that wedding. You know, it's a very small affair. So if you make, if it makes you feel any better, half of those weddings you're going to go to will end up in divorce, but you won't really have to go to their second weddings. Okay. I do like that. The other wrinkle in this, which I've mentioned to Rachel, but I'll just tell DMAC real quick, is most of these are because of COVID. Like these were supposed to be more spread right. out. And then right. some people had to reschedule, postpone, that they were all just boom, 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 right in a row because- we're finally at the point where everything's back to normal and you can gather 150 people at a, you know, a church. Hey, hey, I got to ask you, because of course I get invited to no weddings for a myriad of reasons, but, but are, are these people making these weddings easy to go to or a huge pain in the ass to go to? Uh, it's kind of a mix to be honest with you. There are some that you're like, okay, you're, you know, you're taking me to Austin, Texas. That's pretty easy. That's a nice little, direct flight from here to here to Austin for a hundred bucks. And then there was another that was in Akron, Ohio. Do you know how hard it is to get to Akron, Ohio? Not fun. You know, you're not going to believe this, but I actually do know how hard because my son in December went to a baseball camp camp in Dayton, Ohio, the university of Dayton. And I got to imagine it's the same misery to get to Akron, Ohio, as it was to go to Dayton, Ohio. I mean, it sucked. And anytime you have to see Cincinnati or be near it or somewhat near Kentucky, you know it's a bad weekend. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, I was I was flying in and out of Cleveland, man. And when we were going to Akron, I kept just saying, I want to see the mural of LeBron James. It's like the only reason I'm in Akron. And I never saw anything dedicated to LeBron. That's that's what that city is known for. Boo. I agree with DMAC. Boo on that one. Okay, well, we spent seven minutes talking about weddings, um, hot takes, and LeBron James. So we're going to go on because people want to know and talk about the cuts that happened yesterday. The Broncos got down to their 53-man roster. Huge list. So, gentlemen, my question to you is, who came as the biggest surprise? And actually, before we get into this, let me just say that there are a couple that are being added to the practice squad. Josh Johnson's being added to... um, I'm trying to think. I believe Kendall Hinton is supposed to sign with the practice squad as long as he clears waivers. There's a couple of names on here that will stay with the team if they don't get picked up anywhere else. But who came as the biggest surprise to you, Will? Oh, I think it was Muti. I don't think anyone had him on their radar. It, it, it meant, obviously, they trust Graham Glasgow because they're keeping him. They they like Reisner in the belly. But like, if, if you had said 24 hours ago, Muti's getting cut, I wouldn't have believed you, and I don't think anyone had that on their radar. So it may not be the biggest name, but it was definitely the one where I was like, wait, that guy was supposed to be competing to be a starting guard, and now he got cut? That one uh, came out of left field to me. Moody was even with the ones when they split fields up earlier in training camp, and he didn't even go with the twos and the threes. He stayed with the ones to rotate on the interior positions. Uh, Will's got a great point there. 
if you're just looking, you know, one of the quarterbacks had to be cut. So Johnson or Rippon did have to be cut. So that's not a surprise. But you have a guy who was really seriously rotating in with the ones. And you know what? I think to your point, um, great belief in Graham Glasgow to be that interior backup. And then they're going heavy on tackle because they really just don't know what's going to happen with Billy Turner yet. And they're not really satisfied there. So they're giving themselves more options there. You're right, Will. It's a, it's a tremendous compliment to uh, Graham Glasgow. No, definitely. Okay, well, who would you love to see stay with the Broncos if they're just added to the practice squad, DMAC? Um, You know, I think the Josh Johnson one is really interesting. And first of all, the mm-hmm. fact that you can be in the, the league for 63 years and still be on the practice squad is remarkable. We knew the rules had changed, but I don't know if we were aware they'd changed that much. So um, it's a really interesting one because – if they offer him the same amount of money in salary to be on the practice squad, and you can give anybody whatever money you want to be on the practice squad. You can go really cheap, or you can pay them a lot of money. So if they pay Josh Johnson, for example, what he essentially was going to make to be on the active 53, what it really does give you is three quarterbacks on the active roster because you can easily shift one guy up, one guy down. I'll be very, very curious what they give Josh Johnson. You've got to give him enough that he will turn down other opportunities. But I I doubt there will be a lot of teams out there searching for his services. It may have been a really clever way of the Broncos to actually, um, although Rippon's officially on the 53 and Johnson's not, it's a virtual 53 edition if they give him the same amount of salary. It's a really clever way to keep three quarterbacks on your active roster. Yeah, I heard you guys talking about that on the drive yesterday. I don't know if I'll call it funny business, but there's some manipulation going on here. And it's very smart because if the league's going to let you do it, then go ahead and do it. Who cares? It's not our fault that we found the loophole. To answer your original question, Rachel, the two I really want back. Number one is Seth Williams. Been banging the table for him uh, all summer. I know James Merrillat likes Seth Williams, too but I just think he is big. I thought he was a potential Tim Patrick replacement. I thought keeping Jalen Virgil over him made very little sense, especially after Virgil's gaffe uh, on the very first play of the game. If I had to pick Williams or Virgil, I would have picked Williams all day. And then the other one, and I, you know, I know it's the third preseason game, but when you ball out, like McTelvin Ajean balls out, there is something deep down in him that that guy can still play. Don't forget, he was a draft pick just, what, a year or two ago? Uh, certainly hasn't been in Denver all that long. Don't give up on McTelvin Ajim quite yet. Would like to see him back on the uh, practice squad as well. Really quick on that, it was a couple of years ago because he was not a George uh, Payton draft okay. pick. He, he was a John Elway draft pick. And don't sleep on the fact, Uwike um, uh, uh gosh darn it, any, any, I always say his name the right way in my head. Yeah. Gosh darn it. Come on, Will. Help me well, out. Well, which one's you... harder, him or Albert O? Enrique Ariozuma, because I haven't got it yet. Okawebana, yeah. okay. my God. But don't forget that Innie and Matt Henningsen, both interior D linemen, were George Payton picks in this last draft, okay? Mm-hmm. And Innie, little fun fact, is the other pick the Broncos got for Russell Wilson. The Broncos actually did get a draft pick back from the Seahawks. They, they gave the house away and they got back one pick 
And that pick turned out to be any. And they also got Henningsen as well. And those two guys are interior guys. So Ajim Sosa is his nickname. Nice, easy nickname. You know, it's, it is surprising. I agree with you. He had a great game. But I think there's, you know, you can't, you can't sleep on who was Elway's pick and who was George yeah. Payton's pick. No, that's a fair point. It's just any didn't have two forced fumbles the other night. McTelvin did. So that, that would be my retort. I get it. But you can't tell me, for example, that Nick Benito is a better pass rusher than, um, than Malik Reed. I mean, he's just not. But no. but he's a draft pick, and they like that ceiling. And I think, although Ajim really made things complicated because he played so well, they probably like Innie and Henningsen's um, ceiling a little bit more. And that's what it kind of comes down to. One thing um, our very own Jake Shapiro just said, Mike Kliss waived Broncos wide receiver uh, Seth Williams has other practice squad opportunities per source, weighing his options. Bronco wide receiver yeah. room has more talented youth than most. Yeah, absolutely, they do. It's definitely very stacked. But you mentioned Malik Reid. I found it interesting that in George Payton's presser yesterday, he said he wanted to go to Pitt, and they found him a home there. Interesting. Yeah, I I mean, I'll I'll take it real quick here. I I think they only got a six-round pick back, and they had to give up a seventh. So (laughs) all they did was move up like 30 slots on day three. Is that really going to make a difference? No. So... I tended to believe Peyton a little bit because why would you make such a lame deal, if you will, unless you were accommodating the player? Like it, it, maybe you could have gotten just a six straight up from, I don't know, Jacksonville, and you could have sent Malik Reed to go win two games this year. But because the deal was so weak for the Broncos and all they did, again, was move up 30 picks, they didn't get a draft pick out of this. I actually tend to believe George on that one. Um, I, I, burr. I don't know about that. I think they're spinning a nice little tail. As a as a linebacker, who wouldn't want to go to Pittsburgh with their history? And I, I think that if you look at Shaquille Barrett, who basically got washed out of here in Denver, they did make him an offer, but Shaquille Barrett realized I've got better opportunities to be a starter in Tampa, and he was an absolute star there. There you go, Rachel. A little CSU stuff for you right there. Um, I don't know. It could be a combination of stuff. The, the problem with uh, Malik Reed is he just wasn't going to play. He wasn't going to play because of Baron Browning, and he's probably not as good of a special teams player as Aaron Patrick or Jonathan Cooper. Um, so it's a tricky one because as a pass rusher, he's probably better than Cooper and Patrick, but as a special teamer, he's probably not. And if he's not going to play because of Baron Browning, I mean, what was he going to be doing? And that that just is kind of doing him a favor, to be honest with you. And it worked out great for Shaquille Barrett. And hopefully it works out great for Malik Reed. Mm-hmm. Another update, Natani Muti is re-signing back to the Broncos practice squad. Okay. Her source from Mike's cool. list as well. So there you go. A lot of these names, again, we kind of like touched on it a little bit. But a lot of this stuff is kind of games of who do you think that you can get back on the practice squad? Who, who do you sign maybe that has um, – Peaked some interest with trying to get away with guys. We talked about it yesterday, DMAC, with Jake, too, with Kendall Hinn. Like, it made sense to add him to the practice squad because you're most likely able to keep other guys where Kenton or Kendall may not get as many looks. So it's a game. You're going to probably see a couple guys getting re-signed. You may see a couple guys going to other teams. So stay up to date, DenverFan.com, for all the latest updates on all these players. But I want to do – I was watching Good Morning Football, and this morning they were talking about the top – 15, they kind of went down to 20, but 
quarterbacks for fantasy this year. So we're going to do a little collaborative team effort here, guys. And we're going to build out who we think the top 15 quarterbacks are in this list. Sound good? Okay. Okay, perfect. I'm going to share my screen here real quick. Hold on, hold on. Okay, everybody, you're going to see a, a lot of stuff real quick while I bring this up. Let's see, what what's this looking like over here? I'll just expand this. All right, so let's go ahead. Do you guys want to start from 15 or do you want to start from one? Which one? 15, which, oh, count down. Easy? Count down. Okay. Yeah, okay, but you so- know it would be a lot easier to start at one. Now we got to name the top 14 in our head and try to come up with 15. We can, oh, we can start at one. That's totally fine. Start at okay, one. Okay, we'll start at one. Okay, who's, <laughs> who's the number one quarterback? To I mean, I like D-Mac's idea, but it's just I, – I can't tell you who the 15th best quarterback is off the top of my head. I can tell you who the best quarterback is. So, right, yeah. so right. we're doing this for fantasy purposes? Yep, fantasy, fantasy. purposes. And then we're going to take okay. a look at what the NFL labeled, and we're going to see how they compare a little bit. So people, anybody watching, join in in the comments. Tell us who you think should go, which number. We would love to hear all of your opinions. But all right, who are we going as number one? Wait, a- as a fantasy quarterback or as the best quarterback in the fantasy. NFL? Fantasy. Fantasy. Oh. Yeah, that's a little tricky because you have to think sometimes if teams are too good, um, you know, you get in trouble because you got fantasy points when you have to throw, you're coming from behind a little bit, right. you're not always mm-hmm. down. So on the surface, you know, you think the best quarterback say might be Josh Allen, but I'd say the best fantasy quarterback, although Josh is going to be way high. Um, it's going to be a guy whose team is going to keep things relatively close, but is still a great quarterback and is going to throw a lot. I'm going to put Matthew Stafford as my number one guy. I think the Rams have a good team, but I don't think they're going to blow teams away. They're going to need a lot of come-from-behind wins, and he's going to throw for like 5,000 yards. I think because of his ability to run the ball, I think you got it right the first time. I think Josh Allen is still number one. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys might see some of my text messages pop up on here since we're sharing screen today. Fantastic. <laughs> we're figuring out lunch here. I'm uh, approaching noon here in just a second. Oh, and of course, I was like, don't give me this apple. Oh, do not disturb. We were just talking about this. Jake, smart. Hold on, everyone. Do not disturb coming on. Okay, who are we going for number two? We're going to quickly Wait, was go I this. right about Josh? Hold on. We're going to go through it in just a second. Hold on, Will. We're getting there. Oh. Well, we better okay, start number- moving. So, DMAC, you go yep. next. And then we'll All right, we'll just, yeah, we'll just go on up. I'll go Matt Stafford. Okay. Go ahead, Will. Uh, Patrick, I think you got to go Patrick Mahomes at number three. I'm, I'm tempted to go Aaron, but they traded the best wide receiver in the NFL. And I know well, Mahomes pick- traded Tyreek Hill, but he still has Travis Kelsey. So I would put I'll, Mahomes. I'll, I'll pick you up and I'll go Aaron Rodgers next to make it easy because that's where I was going to go anyways. Okay. I'm just going to start doing last names for the sake of go. time. Go ahead. Um, Boy. Now we're starting to get a little bit into that second tier, but he's still the GOAT, so I'll go Tom Brady at number five. Okay. I'll uh, I'll stick Justin Herbert in next. They're going to throw a lot, and they're not going to win games convincingly, and he's going to throw for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. Okay. That's a good one. Um, Again, we're getting into this, the second tier here, but you know what? Give me the homer pick. Give me Russell Wilson. <laughs> Oh, we're big. Okay, Wilson. 
Seymour Rose Cook. I'll go with Lamar Jackson. Okay. He, that's a good one because of the rushing yards. That's a good one. Correct. He'll score touchdowns too. Fantasy, baby. So I was going to go with this guy regardless, but uh, I'm glad you took Jackson because Jackson's a better pick. But at number nine, I'm taking da- Dak Prescott down in Dallas. Mm. Oh, that is a good one. I got one for you that I'll throw up next because he had a tremendous camp and all reports are terrific. I'll put uh, Lawrence there. Trevor Lawrence coming up next after Prescott. Expect a big year from him. A Doesn't top mean you're fantasy QB, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know what? He may still have some gas left in the tank, and he's got arguably the best receiver in the NFL, mm. Justin Jefferson. So it's Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins at number 11. Hey. Well, if we're going to go dynamic and a team that's going to be behind and need somebody to do some miracle things, I'll go with Kyler Murray after that. That's a good one. Okay. And but this guy this is right around where I would have put Russell Wilson, this spot. In total homer pick by my, my guy. Well, he if he's not ahead of Trevor Lawrence, we're in trouble. So, uh, you know what? He's going to get a really fresh start in Indy. Give me uh, Matt Ryan at number 13. Oh, interesting. Wow. Okay. wow. I know your partner on the drive is very high on him. Tyler Columbus loves I'm Matt Ryan in the Colts. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I will go. I, this is my last one. Uh, I'll go Ryan Tannehill. I mean, they got a great team, and that's probably yeah, that's probably a lousy choice, actually. I should do something You want to change it? Change it? Um, also, does Tannehill with, have any I should go with end? Trey Lance just to have some fun, but he's probably going to stink. I'll stick with Tannehill. Okay. I uh, spelled that right, right? I think you so. You did. Okay, thank you. And I'll take a, a flyer of all flyers here. But he's Tim got Tebow. some potential. No, not Tim Tebow. He's uh, got some potential, and he had a really nice preseason finale. Give me Justin Fields from the Chicago Bears. Oh! All right, okay. let's go! Let's and of go! Course, a lot of Broncos fans who wanted him to be a Bronco, but they got Pats or Cam, so I think it worked out. All right, real quick, I am going to export this. Hold on. How'd we do? <laughs> let's see how we do This is why I it. wanted to do this. This was fun. DMAC, I'm, I'm worried did we miss like the really obvious one. Like you a guy who's supposed to be. A guy who's supposed to be in the top five that we just whiffed on. Okay, our top 15 looks like Josh Allen, Stafford, Mahomes, Rogers, Brady, Herbert, Wilson, Jackson, Prescott, Lawrence, Cousins, Murray, Ryan, Tannehill, Fields. All right, so we're going to do the 11 through 15 from the NFL. Here okay. we go. Dak Prescott comes in at number 11. Wow. Matthew Stafford, 12. Aaron Rodgers comes in at number Dang. 13. Wow. 14 is Derek Carr, and number 15 is Kirk Cousins. Wow. What do you think about Rodgers coming in at number 13? Because this is what sparked the conversation on Good Morning Football. Well, he lost Devontae Adams, so obviously they don't think that Alan Lazard and Sammy Watkins are adequate replacements up there. I mean, he's going to throw for 40 touchdowns and like nine interceptions. And like 4,500 yards. So, I mean, you know, you tell me where that ranks. I mean, he's going to have that kind of year. Why would he? Sorry, I was going to say, DMAC, they put your boy Stafford off a low, too. You wanted him uh, at one. Yeah, they, I mean, I, I'm not sure what they're thinking there either. I mean, Stafford's going to – look at Stafford's numbers, period. And don't forget, in fantasy, interceptions 
don't cost you that much, a little bit, but not that much. You know, he's okay. he's gonna he's gonna throw for he always throws for like forty five hundred yards and forty touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Okay, number ten comes in at Tom Brady. Surprising, he was voted the number one player out of the top one hundred, and he comes in at number ten. Nah, because they're going to run the ball a bunch. And, you know, they they that West Coast offense doesn't put up huge, huge numbers all the time. Very consistent numbers, but it's a it's a short passing sort of offense anyways. That's where Brady has thrived. So, no, that makes sense to me. And Gronk retired. Antonio Brown is not in the league. Chris Godwin's coming off an injury. Like, his, his receiving core around him is not quite what it used to be a year or two ago down there in Tampa. Yeah. All right, number nine, Russell Wilson. Okay, so me putting him at seven wasn't that big a deal. And don't kind forget, of like right I, in the said, middle. I would have I would have put him around twelve or so. So okay. we find a nice middle ground there. We middled it. Yep. All right, six through eight. Patrick Mahomes, no. Joe Burrow, and Trey oh my God. Lance comes we in totally at number eight. About Joe Burrow. There's one. We knew there'd be one that we go. How did we forget that? And we we forgot the guy who played in the Super Bowl last year. Well done. <laughs> That's by terrible. Us. That's bad. That's bad on us. That's bad. Uh, is, is Trey Lance coming at number eight? Surprise, you guys. Yeah, yes. that's ridiculous. That's that's way too much to expect for him. Don't do do not be surprised if Jimmy Garoppolo starts more games this year than Trey Lance. That's an awful lot of faith in Debo Samuel uh, and George Kittle, but I don't know if Lance is going to be that good that quick. No, no, I agree. That's silly. that. That was like holy smokes, Dmac. When you brought that up when we were creating our own, I was like, I cannot believe uh, that he was that far. All right, we'll go to number three through seven now, though. Lamar Jackson, Jalen oh. Hurts, what? and Kyler Murray. Jalen Hurts, we missed Hurts too. And check it out. I don't. I don't think we missed Hurts. I don't yeah. even know what they're talking about there. That's that's ridiculous. Why? That's kind of bonkers. Yeah. What kind of year do you expect him to have? Uh, very mediocre in a very mediocre division. And I still like the Cowboys to win that division. I think Philly's what, an 8-9 win team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that seems silly to me. All right. Then the top two come in as Josh oh. Allen, number one, and Justin Herbert, number two. Am I sleeping on Justin Herbert, guys? Because I, I just don't get the hype. I, I don't know. I, maybe I don't know. I just don't get the hype around him. He's an incredible talent. Six foot six, gargantuan arm, incredible instincts, mobile. He is, he is a Josh Allen type of clone. So no, mm-hmm. I, um, I mean, if you like Josh Allen, Justin Herbert is Josh Allen two that, I mean, that's who he is. But he's but also the people playing, around him. Well, he's 15 and 17 as a starter. They mm-hmm. gagged away the playoffs last year to the Raiders. His head coach can't possibly manage a fourth down. He's way too aggressive. And last time I checked, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams haven't won anything. So just to play a little devil's advocate there, we have a 32-game sample size, and Justin Herbert is under 500 in his NFL career. I get it, but we're not we're talking about fantasy here. We're, we're talking, uh, you know, we're doing a fantasy ranking, not just like a player on the field. So, so like, if you don't get it from a player on the field perspective, that hype, you know, I'm, I'm rolling with you, you know, mm-hmm. because the sample size has not been incredible. Um, but from a fantasy perspective, we're just talking about guys who are going to gun the ball, throw the ball down the field, get big yards, throw touchdowns, make mistakes, because that's what you do and run around. I mean, that's fantasy. 
So, and that's why Trey Lance is way up there too, because Trey Lance may run for, you know, nine or 10 touchdowns. Josh Allen did his rookie year. He ran for nine touchdowns and threw for 20. So combined, he had 29 touchdowns as a rookie when he didn't know what he was doing. So, I mean, that gets you a lot of fantasy points. That's a good point. If they're going to lose games 41-38, he's still going to put up a lot of fantasy points. Exactly. True, true, true. All right, we do have some breaking news coming out of the Broncos. Of course, lots of stuff coming out. So let's get to it. What do we got? Jake, all right. Fayon Hicks, per source, the seventh round okay. rookie's coming back. And McTelvin Ajim returns hey! to the Broncos practice squad. Woo-hoo! That's what we like cool. to see. All right. Um, Cap note, when the Broncos re-signed tight end Eric Tomlinson and um, nose tackle Mike Purcell today, it's expected it will be new signatures on their old contract. One year, $1.435 million for Tomlinson. Three years, $14.7 million for Purcell. Final season, a big deal for Big Mike. Okay, good to know. Jake, as always, appreciate you on the back end, keeping us up to date on all the latest. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, I do want to get to one thing real quick as we – kind of roll into the last couple of minutes here, um, is MPJ is looking absolutely stellar um, on some social media videos. So let's go ahead and roll the clip. Here we go. Oh my goodness, y'all. He was looking fire. I want to say he made 28 to 29, guys. I, uh, I, you miss, I wrote the story numbers. yesterday. You missed it by one. 27 oh. and 28. I should have had those numbers in front of me anyways that I could just not think of it. But, yeah, I mean, he's looking good from the three. That's what you like to see for MPJ, Mac. Yeah, this is why last year in the playoffs I was like, well, who would you rather have stand in the corner to hit a J, Will Barton or Michael Porter Jr.? And I was like, well, who cares if he can't play defense? You know, <laughs> just run him down there, have him stand in the corner and hit jump shots. Uh, I mean, he is lethal from the outside. He's six foot ten. And we've seen actually quite a quite a bit of this. And it's he's an extraordinary potential talent. And I wish nothing but the best for him. Um, and I'm I I want, you know, when all this was going on about Kevin Durant, I was like, man, don't we want to see a team with Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., and Jamal Murray? I mean, don't we want to kind of see what that could be? And the thing about blowing that all up for Kevin Durant while appetizing, to me, just stuck in my craw, like, I don't know, man. Look at this. I mean, he's, he's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to watch him. He's amazing. Well, and GMAC, to your point, the last time we saw those three together without Will Barton was in the bubble for the most part. I mean, we've, we've seen uh, there, there was a little bit before Jamal tore his ACL. But my point is, in the playoffs, they made it to the Western Conference Finals. And if Anthony Davis doesn't make a back-breaking buzzer beater, they, they may go to their first ever NBA final bubble or not. So, yes, I would have loved to see Durant, but we have to keep in mind that, like, when we saw these guys in the bubble, the ceiling was nearly NBA title. Very, very good. Okay, one last thing we need to talk about. We do have an awesome opportunity for parents to register to win a year-long membership at Redline Athletics Centennial. For your student athlete, Redline Athletics' brand-new state-of-the-art speed and agility training facility is the ultimate spot for your student athlete to take their performance to the next level, maybe he can look like MPJ one day. Redline Athletics helps build a better student athlete, so make sure you enter in today. And another one we got for everybody is also join DMAC, Will, and I for Pick'em this year. Make sure you play with us. All you have to go do, 1043 thefan, denverfan.com. Click on it. 
And then up at the top, you're going to see the King Supers fan pick them. Sign up, join us. It's a bunch of fun, you guys. We have so much fun. It gets very competitive on social media. Um, and yeah, see if you can enter into win a year worth of groceries. There's DMAX side face right there. He's the only one with a picture, though, so we got to give him a little bit of credit right there. But I tried. You did. We all know how you are with technology, DMAC, for sure. But again, join us, hang out with us, play pick them with us. It's a bunch of fun. Um, last thing, guys, again, cuts, lots of breaking news are rolling in. I know we talked about it a little bit at the beginning, but is there anybody else as you've gotten the names to come back on the list that you're hopeful the Broncos can sign? Again, Seth Williams, we're not sure what's going to happen with him. Is there anybody on this list that you're like, hmm, let's do this? Um, not really. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's know. fair enough. We've talked about I the mean, the, the one hey, the one thing I would do because you have a practice squad of 16 as I would add a quarterback. I would. I would add because you just never know with quarterbacks. And my goodness, if they could do one thing and add one player to the practice squad, that would make me the target uh, of all sorts of ridicule. It would to be add Josh Rosen to the Denver Broncos practice squad. So we can only hope and pray that happens. Here's the last thing I'll say. I know it's exciting to see all the Clish tweets and all this and that. If McTelvin Ajim has an impact on this Broncos season, I will be shocked, right? Like if, if Seth Williams ends up back on the Broncos practice squad and has an impact on this season, I will be shocked. Remember, George Payton said he wants to win now. So while we love talking about the end of the roster and the 64th guy on the Denver Broncos, they ain't <laughs> making the playoffs or not making the playoffs because of the 64th guy. I, I think that's an important disclaimer, and I know we can only react to the news as it comes in, but every time this time of year, it drives me a little nuts how, how fired up people get about practice squad and 53rd guy on the roster. They need their top 15 to 20 stars to play like stars. That will define whether or not this season is successful. Will we either talk about this? Hello. Oh, my God. That's your guy, Josh Rosen. Yeah, man, dorm life was sweet there in uh, good old uh, UCLA. My yeah. God, looking good. By the All way, right. it's it's either talk like this, uh, Scrappy Will and Rachel, or we can speculate, can the Rapids lose by less than six? I'm not diminishing that we're talking about it. I'm saying fans need to take it with a grain of salt that McTelvin Ajim's not going to make or break the Broncos season. There's hey, a difference there. I, I like talking about it, but well. let's not. Let's not pretend like the Super Bowl rides on the the, the shoulder pads of Natani Muti. When are we going to break down that incredible Rockies win last night? Hey, I watched huh? that game. They played pretty well. They, they played oh, two Rockies. games in a row. They beat two of the best teams in baseball by one run on the road with great pitching. That has actually happened to the Rockies. And you know what? If they weren't out of first place by 35 games, it probably would mean a lot more. <laughs> Exactly. 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 Will, I'm putting you on the spot next week. You better have another line for our theme song. Okay. I get one week. week. One week. You get one week. You better come up with a different line we're adding. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. DMAC, Will Peterson, Rachel Vigil. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 1030 a.m. Bye, everyone.